bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. Do you ever feel like your life is Groundhog Day? Lately, I kind of have that feeling, you know, you get up, you do your work, you take care of your kids, you clean the house, you make dinner, you go to bed, you get up, you get, it just kind of feels like the same grind. And you can get really mindless in this and you can have it get to you at a point where, you know, you can stop finding joy or just feeling stressed out. So I can't even explain how much I love this book. I needed it desperately. I read it in one sitting. It's fantastic. Hot Mess to Mindful Mom, 40 Ways to Find Balance and Joy in Your Everyday. Allie Katz, a fantastic author, joins us now. Hey, Allie. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so excited. Right when I read the book, I'm like, okay, I want to be this woman's friend because she's just awesome. <laughs> and uh, can you, you know, you, you know, that's together. my favorite compliment that people say after reading the book. It feels like we were just having coffee together. I'm like, that's totally. exactly how I wanted it to feel. <laughs> well, it did. It did. And, you know, I needed to get out of that mindset because I tend to be a very upbeat, positive person. And my husband this morning is like, honey, what's going on? You've been kind of grumpy and not really yourself. And I said, I don't know. It's just... It just seems like the same day every day. And I know it's not. And, uh, you know, I think it's so important when you can stop and focus. And this book is incredible. You know, I just want to mention that you look at self-care and self-love, creating rituals, forgiving yourself and others, cultivating gratitude, mindful eating, and so much more. All right, Allie, how did you go from hot mess to mindful mom? Well, it's funny. When people hear the title of my book, they say, were you really a hot mess? And I say, <laughs> I was, but I didn't realize how much until I wasn't anymore. Does that make sense? Until I started yes. living a different way. And then I looked back is when I realized how bad it was. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> when you're in it, it's kind of hard to see. But then when you make some changes, and you look back to how you were living, you're like, ooh, that definitely did not feel good. This feels much better. So my personal journey started with just a little bit of meditation each day and um, kind of grew from there slowly. But what I realized was when I took a few minutes for myself a day to take care of me and sort of fill up my own cup like we all hear about doing, but really making it happen and making it a priority – I was able to bring a more joyful, present, excited version of myself to my kids, my family, the world, as opposed to the hot mess, depleted, exhausted, overwhelmed version. So just a little bit of self-care started going a really long way and motivated me to keep going and then find other practices that felt really good. And doing things bit by bit, I don't tell people there's 40 chapters in the book, and I don't say, you know, do all 40 at one time. I say, you know, start with one or two that really resonate with you and feel good. Get those habits going. And then when you feel ready for more, you'll know it and you can bring one more small change to your life. That's how habits stick, just doing one little thing oh, yeah. at a time. Yeah, if you try to do everything at once, you're going to get overwhelmed. But that's what's so great is because you can choose which ones work for you. Get those becoming a habit, like you said, and then add on. Exactly. So I, I just advise people you know, read the book or flip through and just pick one that feels good and start there. And then you'll see what, what happens for you. It's so much as mindset. It's funny. 
You know, I'm starting a new routine in my own life, and I want to get more flexible. So I met with a trainer, and he gave me a stretch routine that takes like 10 minutes. So now I'm adding something into my day, and I'm having to get used to it and have the discipline and commitment and consistency and all the things that I teach other people how to have with things like meditation and gratitude and all of the practices that I have made routine. But starting a new routine, I said to him, I said, you know, this is so good for me to just stay in touch with what it feels like for my students and my clients to start something new because now I'm going through it too. And it gives exactly. me just kind of connecting to that understanding of it does feel hard to start something new sometimes. But if you think about it like a gift that you're giving to yourself each day instead of a to-do, that is the key. And so I was on a run this morning and I knew I was going to go home and stretch. And I said to myself, you're stretching to give yourself a gift of flexibility. So it's not a to-do, it's a gift. And that's how I get myself going with habit to make them routine. Oh, I love that. You know, it's funny because I just started back to yoga after 14 years of not doing it. Now I've been doing Pilates for the last six, but I felt like I really want to get back to yoga. And I just started and oh my gosh, it is kicking my butt. I mean, (laughs) it is hard, (laughs) but I'm doing it. And uh, afterwards, even though I'm sore and I'm like, what muscle? What the heck is going on? It is so nice. And I'm going to stick with it. And then I need I took some time off because I had an injury. So I need to get back and like take time off. I was forced to take time off. Um, But now I want to get back to Pilates. And I'm really excited to do them both. But I think any little thing we can do for ourselves is huge. You know, one of the things we've been hearing more and more about, it seems like in the last couple of years is gratitude. Keep a gratitude journal. Think of the things you're grateful for. It makes a big difference. How does somebody start a gratitude habit? You have a great chapter, Cultivate Gratitude. Um, You know what? There are so many ways. I mean, you can have a gratitude journal. You can have, we have a family gratitude journal. We keep at dinner. You can set an alarm on your phone, um, you know, to have like an alarm goes off on my phone every day at three o'clock that says gratitude is my attitude. And it just reminds me to take a little break in the day, think of a few things I'm grateful for. But I actually have a new favorite and I started doing it after this book came out. So it's actually going to be in my third book that's coming out, but I'll share it because it's my new favorite gratitude tool that I'm teaching everyone. So sometimes as much as I love gratitude journals, it doesn't work for everyone. Some people feel it's overwhelming and it's like, I got to remember to write in the journal and Sometimes it doesn't stick. So for people that don't like the the gratitude journal, this is kind of my favorite thing. Um, So I put a little card on my mirror. It just says gratitude on my bathroom mirror. I taped it up there. So when I brush my teeth in the morning and the night, I see it. And I just stand there brushing my teeth, thinking of a few things I'm grateful for so that I'm beginning and ending the day with gratitude. But it's not like a big deal. It just sort of seamlessly fits in with something else that I'm already doing. And now I'm having all my clients do that and everybody loves it. So there's a new tool, even not in the book. (laughs) Oh, I really like that. It's like having that reminder. Yes. And it gets your brain thinking in a positive direction. Yes. Exactly. And so then you start and end the day like that, which is an amazing way to start and end the day. And you can also put it on your kids' bathroom mirrors or for your spouse or, you know, give a little card to your friends. It's kind of a fun thing to pass along. And the other thing that's really nice is I try to make my first thought in the morning when I open my eyes, thank you. I just say, Mm. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for another day. Thank you for another chance to be my best self. 
thank you, you know, for whatever's happening today or what I'm excited about. But I really, really try to, I won't say it's 100%, maybe I'm like 85, 90, but I try to make that my first thought in the morning. Oh, I love that. You know, let's talk about in chapter 28, uh, be intentional with your attention. You write, I don't believe in coincidences, but I do believe in the synchronicity of the universe. We can see signs of this if we are open to looking. Expand on that for us. You know, I'm a big sign person. Um, I feel very connected to the universe and energy and all of that. So I am always looking, you know, for signs everywhere that are just sort of validation. And I don't think, like I, like you said, that there are coincidences. I think everything is synchronicity and energy. And you want to surround yourself with like-minded people that, that help you feel good. And, you know, I believe a lot in law of attraction and what you put out, you get back. And so you want to be intentional with your attention because what you focus on gets bigger. So if you're focusing on the good stuff, that feels biggest in your life. If you're focusing on the negative and complaining and gossip, that's what feels biggest in your life. So it's really noticing where your attention is. And if you don't like where your attention was a moment ago, every single breath, every single moment is a chance to change direction. So if you think, I was kind of gossiping in that moment or I was being negative and that doesn't feel good. I really want to shift. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to refocus my energy in a different place for going forward. And it can be really helpful. And sometimes it is a moment-to-moment thing. You know, our our thoughts can easily take over sometimes if we don't watch them. And we have to just really be intentional with them and, and have awareness and notice what feels good and what doesn't. Our body gives us signals all the time. Like, have you ever said something in a conversation and then gotten, like, felt like you've been punched in the stomach? Like, you say something and you're like, ick, I can't believe I just said that. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, when I notice something like that, I'll change direction. That doesn't feel good. I don't want to stay there. And I'll I'll move to a different direction or shift the conversation. Um, It's not that hard to do once you practice. You just have to really become aware And that takes time and that, you know, we have to constantly work on it. And and the thing about all of these tools in the book and in life is that you're never done. Like just because we know about this tool doesn't mean we're ever done practicing it. So you're kind of making a lifelong commitment to be more positive, to be more intentional, to have more awareness. You're never done. You never get to a place where you're like, I don't have to practice anymore. I'm just so good at being mindful. You know, it's a day-to-day thing. Oh, definitely. And that brings me to my next thing that I was thinking about, which is uh, in the third chapter, meditation, the daily vitamin for your soul. And that's something that I've struggled with for years. And I'll, you know, I'll do it for a little while and then I stop or I'll do guided meditations and then I stop. My husband's been meditating forever. Anyone who listens to the show is like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. My husband does his yoga every morning and he does his meditation he every morning. Awesome. <laughs> He is awesome. Darn it. Um, No, no, he is awesome. But it's, I just have that monkey mind and I use it as an excuse and I know it's not an excuse and I know I I should, I guess we shouldn't should ourselves, but I do feel like I should be doing better, um, but I'm not. But your book has inspired me to get back on. And that's the other thing, like if you fall off your meditation horse or or your, any of the other horses you're on to try to do better, if that, I think I just made up an expression, uh, just get back on, right? Yeah, I like that too. Get back on any horse. (laughs) Absolutely. I tell people, 
growth comes with recommitment. It's very easy to fall mm. off and say like, ah, forget sure. it. I just don't meditate anymore. But when you say, you know what? I went on vacation and I didn't really do it or I just had an off month. But you know what? I want to come back. It's important to me and I know I feel better when I do it. And I know that it's just so important for me to have these couple minutes every morning for myself. That's where the growth comes in. So, you know, we can't change what happened in the past that beating ourselves up about missing a week or a month or a year of meditation doesn't change anything except make us unhappy and miserable. It's all about forward motion. It's like, okay, that happened. What can I learn from it? How can I set myself up for success? What routines do I maybe need to alter to fit this in and make it more accessible to me? And then forward motion. You know, like it doesn't matter what happened in the past. It really just matters how you use that information to do better in the future. So think about why did you fall off of your routine? Okay, maybe it was the time of day. Maybe I thought first thing in the morning was going to work, but maybe before bed is better. Maybe once my kids get to school or maybe in the car on my way to lunch or I shut my office door or whatever. Think about what didn't work and then try something different. I always say, date it before you marry it. When you're starting a new routine, try <laughs> something. And if it doesn't work, change it a little bit and then see if that makes a difference. So don't say, oh, that just doesn't work for me. Just change a little. Yes. And that's what we need to do. And what's great is you wrote in the book, after about six weeks of daily eight-minute meditations, I began to notice unexpected changes happening. Talk to us about some yeah. of these changes, because I think the more we know, it can really help, you know, push us off, push us off our Absolutely. stubborn pedestal. Well, <laughs> I tell people, on. okay, here's the thing. There are so many benefits yeah. of meditation, body, mind, and spirit. Sure. We could spend our whole time talking about them. Exactly. It really touches everything. But I tell people, I can't guarantee what's going to happen for you specifically, but I can guarantee you're going to like it. Like, I've never heard anyone say, oh, I liked myself better before I started meditating, right? I mean, whatever it is, it's mm -hmm. going to be positive. So there's that. And then for me, the first thing I noticed, now, when I started meditating, this is why I love being a teacher. I didn't have a teacher. I didn't know anything. I didn't know there were benefits of meditation. I didn't know anything was going to happen. I was like as green as green could be. Like, it's a joke when I look back. And um, and I remember the first thing I noticed was I was walking my dog one day, and I'm sure listeners can relate to this, but I had this brick of anxiety that lived on my chest, in the middle of my chest, 24-7, like for as long as I could remember. It just was always, always there. And I remember walking my dog and stopping short, and I was like, where is that brick? Where did it go? I don't feel it. It was the first time in probably like 20, 30 years since I was, since my parents got divorced <laughs> and I was 11 that I didn't feel it. Oh my. And um, I was like, oh my goodness, where did it go? Oh my God, who cares? I'm free. Like I had never <laughs> felt so free. And I said to myself, huh, well, the only thing I'm doing different in my life is meditating. It's been six weeks. Like maybe it's doing something. And I was like, I guess I'll keep going. And then I kept meditating. And then I noticed more changes. Like I felt more confident. I felt more connected to my intuition. I was like, oh, my God, I'm 36. I have an intuition. This is so cool. Um, <laughs> I felt more patient with my kids. I felt less reactive, more compassionate for myself and others, stopped beating myself up so much. I mean, the list goes on and on. I started sleeping better, all kinds of amazing things 
from meditation. And that's when I decided to become a teacher. I was like, this is too good to keep to myself. I, this is the most amazing thing that ever happened to me. I got to help other people bring this into their lives. And that's what motivated me to do my certification program and become a teacher. That is so awesome. You know, in 14 Mindful Eating, that's something that I do practice and I do love. And speak of eating, I want to talk about a fantastic drink. I am a huge fan of green juices. I love them. But the problem is I don't always have time to juice my own. And when I'm on the go, I'll notice there's green juices, but they often have tons of sugar because they use a lot of fruit. We want greens to be green. So you want to get Organifi. It is a great green. It solves a problem of juicing on the go. You just add it to water. You drink it up. Let your body soak up the benefits because it's a struggle. You know, it's hard to stay healthy. We're all busy. There's things going on, but we need our greens. So if you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com and use the code TALKHEALTHY at the checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. So again, let's green it up, people. It's very important. Organifi.com. Just before we talked about Organifi, our fantastic sponsor, uh, I mentioned mindful eating. And this is something that I tend to do, and I've mentioned this before, when it's something super decadent or super special, because I find that if I'm trying to mindfully eat and I'm with other people, then I feel like I'm being rude because like my daughter will be asking me questions and she'll make fun of me. Go, look, daddy, mommy's closing her eyes and mindful eating again. You know, like it's a good thing, but it's also kind of hard to do with other other people. How do you mindfully eat when you have, uh, you know, other folks around? I mean, I will be 100% honest. It's really hard for me too. <laughs> I was telling yeah. someone the other day, I go, mindful living like doesn't feel that hard for me. Yes. I practice all these things like religiously, but mindful eating is just the hardest one for me. I teach people how to do it all the time, but talk about me always having to practice. It is, yeah. it's hard, um, especially with other people around. I do a much better job when I'm by myself. So, I mean, my biggest yeah, advice think, yeah. is mm-hmm. be compassionate for yourself. Do the best you can when you're around other people. And maybe it's kind of like that 80-20 rule. You know, like I try to sure. eat super healthy when I'm in my home and I splurge more when I'm out or people have that 80-20 rule. Like I eat super healthy 80% of the time and I, um, you know, splurge 20% of the time. So it's kind of like that for me. Like I do the best I can when I'm by myself. And I do like as good as I can when I'm out, but I don't stress about it when I'm with other people. Yeah, I think I that do makes as good sense. as I can. Does that make sense? Oh, completely. Yeah, it really is. You know, you you alluded to this earlier in 28, be intentional with your intention. And I think the more we can meditate, the easier that is. Because uh, for a lot of us, there's so much going on. Our attention is all over the place. And when you set an intention, okay, I'm going to finish this book, or I'm going to work on this project, or I'm going to spend time with my child without any electronic devices, it it's good to say that to yourself, right? To set that intention. Absolutely. And actually, I learned about something recently in a book. Um, oh. I didn't write this. It's from a book called Ask and It Is Given. And I loved this concept, and I've been practicing it myself. It's called segmenting. Because what I was finding mm-hmm. was that I would... Um, set an intention like in the morning and kind of by a couple hours, I like forgot what I said in the morning. It's just like life happened really quickly and, you know, kind of went by the wayside. But segmenting is when you set an intention for just what's right in front of you. So like I'm going to spend, you know, in the next 20 minutes, 
I am going to really focus on my child without my devices and be as present as possible. And then maybe you go into a meal. For the meal that I'm going to eat now, I'm going to be, eat as mindfully as possible, chew my food well, and then it's like I'm going to go on a walk. Well, for my walk, I'm going to really look around and enjoy nature. So it's kind of setting lots of mini intentions throughout the day, and I'm really enjoying that practice. But I did want to bring up something that from be intentional with your intention and with meditation, tying that together. The thing that's so amazing sure. about meditation is it's not just about what happens on our cushion. Meditation is really about having a better life. So everything we practice in meditation is about doing it outside of meditation. So the more you practice focusing on one thing at a time in meditation, like your breath or your body or a mantra, the better you get at focusing on one thing at a time outside of meditation. It's all connected. So that's why your meditation practice is so important because it really helps you live a better life. In fact, someone said this to me the other last week I was having coffee with someone who's in a similar type of business, and she said, okay, you're now working on your third book. You're going on a speaking tour for Hot Mess to Mindful Mom. You are raising your kids. You see clients. How do you do it all and, like, stay sane? And I said, you know what? My mindfulness practice because I have learned how to focus on one thing at a time, so I only focus on what is right in front of me. I don't focus on the where I'm going to speak in three months, I focus on what's my very next speaking engagement. I don't think about my interview next week. I'm only thinking about this interview today. I don't think about my clients next week. I'm only thinking about the one who I'm seeing today. Like I plan, of course, I put on my calendar when I need to plan things, but I really focus on what task, what client, what in interview, whatever I'm doing, the one right in front of me. And I don't get caught up in future tripping like I used to, because I've practiced meditation and mindfulness so much, it really, really helps. Future tripping. I think that would be such a great book. How to stop future tripping or something <laughs> like that. Probably a little well, more basically creative. Basically, I'm giving everyone the secret: <laughs> meditate. Ah, yes, I know, <laughs> Ali. You really have inspired me. <laughs> it's really about awareness. You start to notice when you're doing it, and really by your body, your mind gets so confused, but your body doesn't ever lie. So next time you're worried about something in the future, because the stress and anxiety means you're future tripping, notice the feeling in your body. Did my shoulders get tight? Did my tummy get tight? Did my breath get faster? Then you start to associate that feeling in your body with what's going on in your emotions. You can bring more awareness, and that's how you bring yourself back. You say, oh, I feel my shoulders tensing. I must be worrying about something. Let me come back to the present moment. What's right here in front of me? And that's kind of how you gain more awareness and how you come back by practicing that. Allie, you rock. Tell us all the ways we can find you. And I definitely want to have you back. I just think you're Oh, I would love to because my second book just came out. So there's a whole slew of new topics to talk about. And I'm working. I'm just starting to work on my third, which is really exciting. Oh, that's um, fantastic. You can find me on hotmesstomindfulmom.com, which is where my, you know, that's my website. And then Instagram is hotmesstomindfulmom, Facebook, hotmesstomindfulmom with Allie Katz. And if you go on my website on hotmesstomindfulmom, you can sign up for, I have tons of freebies on there, meditations, tips for sleep all kinds of things. And then there's also on the homepage, Sunday prep, what I do on Sunday in an hour to set myself up for success all week long. 
That's a great one you can sign up for. And then my books, of course, are in bookstores and on Amazon. So I would love everyone to check them out. You know, I want to say I have a book coming out next year with Skyhorse Publishing. And when I saw that they publish your books, I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I love them already. We'll have to talk off air. I was just like, I'm so excited for you. Is this your your first book? Is this first? Yes. It's uh, it's about uh, sex and healthy living and the connection and connect and mind, all kinds of good stuff. It's it's fantastic. I can't wait to read it. Congratulations. I know we should go on tour together. Okay. So I want to thank wonderful Allie. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy today. Check us out at Health Media Gal One on Twitter. You can check us out on Radio MD as well. We're on iTunes and all over the place. So please check it out. Tell your friends, leave a review and stay well.